UEBO. Thanks, Tony. We've got Senior Policy Analyst in the Tech and Innovation Department for Americans for Prosperity, James Chernowski. We're going to talk about Section 702. Hi, James. Hi, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Is your name Russian, Bohemian, Czechoslovakian? What are you? Oh, it's Polish. Okay. All those letters make it so nasty. <laughs> well, you know, my my name was Maresh when my, my uh, family immigrated to America, so I'm Bohemian, so I knew you were somewhere near my, my home country that isn't there anymore. Okay, so Section 702, what is that? Yeah, that's a great question. So Section 702 is a part of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, and what it empowers is for the intelligence community to go and collect the communications of non-U.S. persons while they're pursuing national security investigations that might present a threat to the United States, right? Now, the problem that happens here is that more often than not, when this authority is being used, they're also incidentally collecting the communications of Americans and then searching those communications of Americans even though they're not guilty or suspected of a crime. So this is actually a very big problem from a constitutional standpoint, in our view, because that amounts to a warrantless search of somebody's data. Um, And and that's a real bad kind of situation to find yourself in. Now, this program has been repeatedly misused and abused in the 15 years since it's been signed into law. It's been abused to go and spy on Black Lives Matter protesters, people who were present at the Capitol during January 6th, uh, a sitting member of Congress, political uh, donors to a political campaign. I mean, the, the examples are egregious and endless. So it's really something that Congress had an opportunity to go and uh, reform this year because it was set to expire here at the end of the month. But they didn't. They extended it. Yes, that's right. They, they included it within the National Defense Authorization Act um, to go and extend it out until April of 2024 to buy themselves some more time to come up with a compromise bill. So that's that's where things currently stand right now. So nobody went and argued, take this out of there, or we won't vote for it. Nobody nobody went for the for the goalpost here. Oh no, they did. Thankfully, we had we had strong conservatives like Senator Mike Lee in the Senate, and then uh, certainly Representative Chip Roy in the House go and fight to go and uh, not allow for the NDA to move forward while FISA was included in it. Uh, unfortunately, they were short on the votes to go and prevent that from happening. Uh, only 35 senators voted to go and strip the NDAA, uh, FISA out of the NDAA, uh, when you needed 40, uh, to go and do that. And then you, uh, you also had about a hundred and some odd, uh, representatives go and do that when you needed around 140 to prevent the two-thirds majority needed to go and pass the NDAA itself. So there were people who did stand up for Americans' constitutional rights. Unfortunately, just because of the way the NDAA is as a bill, it's a must-pass bill. And it usually has everything that every single member wants uh, for their districts in some rhyme or fashion. Uh, it makes it a really hard vehicle to stop legislatively. It, it, I imagine so, because they've got so much to read, they can't possibly know everything about everything. And that's one thing that we, we, we try to hold our legislators accountable. But when it comes right down to it, them and all their staffers cannot read all these bills before they hit the floor. It's an impossibility. There aren't enough eyes. So, no. you know, you look at stuff like this and you realize the ramifications it could have for you, for me, where we may have been friends with that kid in junior high school and all of a sudden they become a bad person when they grow up, but we're on their phone list and now they're listening to what we say, even though we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it's, it's a very big problem. And, and this is why it was so unfortunate that I got included in the NDAA, because there was no limiting language when they did that. So. The big fear that I have and many groups that are working on this issue have is that, 
you know, while they're allegedly going to continue to negotiate in good faith to try to come up with a compromise, I could see the administration, this administration, that yeah. is so worried about domestic terrorism, uh, going and going to the FISA court to get another year-long certification to actually punt this question until April of 2025. So that's an, that's a very real problem that we're facing because this is a, this is serious. When you're talking about spying on Americans, it undermines their trust in the very institutions that are charged with protecting them. Because all of a sudden they see these abuses, and then more importantly, they don't see any accountability for the people who violate the law either. Yep. The worst thing that I've seen was a guy getting probation for lying to the FISA court. And that's just, like, that's just mind-blowingly bad, right? We need to do better than that. And there were proposals that were trying to go and get that done, but the intelligence community obviously doesn't want to go and move an inch and lose any of their their powers to go and warrantlessly spy on Americans. Isn't it sad they're far more about they're far more worried about you and I than they are about all the people coming in from foreign countries just rolling across the border? They, I mean, oh, don't get me started on that again. I've already done my spiel on that today. But this this has been extended for how long, James? So right now, uh, legally speaking, FISA is extended until April nineteenth of twenty twenty four. But as I said before, the bigger issue is that because there's no limiting language, the way it works is that even if FISA were to lapse in April, what the administration would have done prior to that point is go to FISA court and get a year-long certification. Because the way the law is structured is that even if FISA lapses, that they can continue using the authorities until the certification from the court expires. And if they got that, it would mean that it would punt it out until 2025 after the election. And I think that's the last thing that we want to do, given the problems that the intelligence community has uh, kind of concocted over the last couple of election cycles. Really. Can it be shut so, down by executive order? Well, the problem is that there's an executive order that empowers a lot of this spying. Underneath executive order 12333, a lot of the surveillance powers go and happen. Now, the nice thing about FISA was that it at least created some guardrails, uh, at least attempted to create some guardrails and protections and congressional oversight over the spying that the United States was doing. But again, the problem is, is that if that program is getting used, misused and abused as flagrantly and repeatedly as it has been over the years, that's not very good, which is why we needed change. I needed my trust eroded even more today. Thanks, James. Thank you. <laughs> Just uh, There's so much going on in the in the lower colon of our government right now that just needs to be excreted. That we just can't seem to get past because we don't have the proper people making decisions right now. This kind of stuff needs to stop. Regular Americans who were anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th may have been going there for a wedding, may have been going there for whatever the reason were, ended up being followed and and treated like they'd done something wrong just for being in the area. And that's what things like this allow to happen, and that should never happen. James Chernowski is a senior policy analyst with Tech and Innovation at Americans for Prosperity. Where do they go to learn more, James? Absolutely. You can go and follow me on Twitter over at JamesCZ19, or you can follow Americans for Prosperity at AFPHQ. Everybody do it because they, they work on stuff. Sometimes I don't agree with them. Most of the time I do. Section 702 needs to go away. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas.